G'day and welcome to the Fair Duncan Podcast, an NBA podcast by Aussies for Aussies. My name is Jay Lewis and today is a sad, mournful day for NBA content creators worldwide as the greatest summer-long piece of content that somehow managed to continually create interesting new storylines has finally come to a conclusion with James Harden officially being traded to the LA Clippers from the Philadelphia 76ers. But that won't stop me from squeezing one more episode out of it. And to do so, I'm joined today by my good mate, uh, who was the first ever guest on this show. He's now the first ever returning guest. He's a LA Clippers diehard and owner of what might turn into the most expensive and most embarrassing piece of memorabilia a Clippers fan could ever own in their lifetime. Mm. I'll get him to discuss that in a moment. Please welcome my very good mate, Flynn Mount. Flynn, how are you doing today? Not too bad yourself. Thanks for having me as well. Oh, mate. Always good to have you. Always good to chat. Mm. We are... I, initially, we're going to record on Friday. So today yeah. is Sunday. For for those who, are a bit of context, it's Sunday afternoon, Melbourne time. The day's games had just finished. We had, I think, Suns Nuggets was the last game to be played. Was it Suns Nuggets that was going on? Yeah, no, pretty Bull, sure, yeah. I sorry, Suns Philly was good today, and Bulls Nuggets was the last yeah. game. So I've got the games here. So we had games like uh, Lakers Magic. That was tragic. Uh, the second one, we had Celtics beat the Nets, Nuggets beat the Bulls, have just happened today. But no, we're going to film on Friday, initially, and it was the day after the Lakers played the Clippers. And I think yeah. maybe it was best for all of us that we didn't discuss basketball yeah, yeah. the day after the Lakers beat the Clippers. But we're here today to finally discuss the Harden trade. Uh, yeah, No, I, I discussed the memorabilia. Let's jump on that super quick, then we'll get into the Harden trade. Would you like to tell mm-hmm. people who didn't listen to the first episode about the jersey? Is it the jersey that's hanging behind you at the moment? Yeah, the one right behind me. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much it's like a, I want to say 2019, like their city jersey. And it's like got all the players signed on it. Yeah, that's And so one cool. player in particular that didn't really mean to me at the time was Shea Gilgis Alexander. And now I have his signature. <laughs> On a Clippers jersey. Yeah. it's. Is it like, it's almost painful to hold on to it. It's like, it's the yeah. memory of what could have been when you look mm. at that jersey. That is going to go down. That could be like a future MVP signature you have on your jersey right yeah. now. That's I mean, I'm, right now I'm just banking on he hasn't won an MVP yet. <laughs> so like. It's it's not too bad yet. Yeah. To be honest, that is a sick jersey. I've been doing yeah. a couple on our TikTok reacting to some of the recent city jerseys. Have you mm. seen them? The ones that are coming out this year? <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. They seem to get like worse and worse every year, like my opinion at least. Like, Definitely. And it's either like they try something new that just doesn't look right or they just bank on like a old school jersey that just like it's just unoriginal. Like. like the city jerseys used to be like my favorite things in the world. I think I'm going to do a TikTok this afternoon discussing this. will probably be out before this episode is. Because they take a lot less time to edit than a full podcast, but yeah. it was they had like you look at the Miami Heat, what they used to do with those like Heat, yeah, with the Vice, City the Vi- Miami Vice jerseys. They were yeah. fantastic. I've got one in my cupboard. I had a, who was it? I think I got a Dwayne Wade one, like an old yeah, I think school I Dwayne a, Wade. I got a uh, pink Dwayne Wade. I think. Yeah, maybe it's maybe Jimmy it's Buckets. White. I can't remember who I have. It's one of the two. I, you got the I got the black one. I think. But those jerseys are yeah. so cool. And then mm. they decided, actually, no, what we're going to do is we're going to do like the most boring ass jersey that just says heat yeah. culture over the front of it <laughs> on this like charcoal yeah, yeah. jersey. Like they've massacred them. They've massacred mm. something that was so beautiful. I don't know how they did that. The Lakers yeah. ones look a bit better now. 
I did not what like it. Is them at it all. just like is, what is it? It's just like black and it's like a triangle. It's on like a triangle, yeah. So yeah. it's like the names. It's so weird. It's like a triangle name, but apparently it's like our first logo. It's matching like an old logo out, oh, yeah, which is kind of cool. So it's a bit of a throwback. It looks a yeah. lot better on the person than it did in just the photo. When it's actually yeah. on the person, it look the black looks a lot better th- like on the players than it did when it was just like yeah. against the white background in the re- in the press release. But yeah. I don't know why the Clippers are wearing a Wizards jersey though. I don't know what's happening there. But like, it literally and, is the Wizards colors and the same like font from like the oh when they had navy blue. Though, when, I'm when looking at the LA Clippers one. I, I need to remind myself. It's like Clippers. navy blue and gold. Like now the Wizards used oh, to wear those, like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it totally is that Wizards. It's that old like navy one with like from like yeah, the John yeah. Wall era. Yeah, mm. it is. That's uh, yeah, that's not great. It does look like. It's, it's a good jersey, but. I'm, not for them. I'm like. That's like the San yeah. Antonio one. I, I've got it on my phone here somewhere because I from when I did a video on it. This one, I love the jersey. It's just not a. Oh, yeah. It's not San Antonio. Yeah. It shouldn't be a city jersey. They haven't really had any. They had like one jersey they've done for like every year, but just change it a little bit. It's like the pink with the like the tropical like riding or whatever it is. Like the yeah, they had that on like the Fiesta one or whatever they called it. Yeah, that's what, yeah. But yeah, I was like, when I looked at this, I love the font on the San Antonio. That's a really cool font. But yeah, that's cool. I I couldn't help but think of like, it looks like one of those ones where like, on an Instagram post, and like, oh, if the Cleveland Browns made an N- NBA team, or yeah. like, and like that's all it looks like right now. It's like, oh, the GWS <laughs> Giants created an NBA team. Here's the San Antonio Giants, <laughs> and like, it doesn't work for San Antonio. I can't see Wemby yeah. in it. We're gonna need to chat about Wemby's game at the end as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, they've they've massacred them. The Wizards have gone into like become Robin Hood as well. Where's their one? This is bad. Who is that then? The, the wizard one? The, the, the font on it. Where is it? Where is it? I've got it here somewhere. What color is it? I can't even think of it right now. I think it's like a white jersey, but the font... Oh, no, sorry. It's a dark jersey, but you can see the font on it. It's like... Oh, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, there we are. Like, yeah, the yeah. font looks like so like Robin Hoodie. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of cool, but like... I don't know it why was Washington... like the last... Um... Which called the wizard? Not the wizard. I mean, the Grizzlies jersey last yeah, year. Yeah, they do look a bit like those. Yeah. Anyways, I want to get into the most important piece of content that we're going to have to cover for the next about six months. Yeah. And that is James Harden, an MVP, a multi-time All-Star, multi-time All-NBA player, has been traded for the third time. One, two, yeah, third time in like two and a half years. I it, yeah. Three seasons, I reckon. Three seasons. He's been traded three yeah. on four different teams now. He started mm. at Houston and then said, no, this culture is not for me. I'm going to go to the Brooklyn Nets and that's where we're going to win together. <laughs> then said, no, actually, this culture is not for me, but nowhere I need to get. It's Philly. Philly's where it's going to work out. And actually, yeah. Philly wasn't one, but I'm sure the Clippers, there's not going to be any issues whatsoever. There's never going to be a trade nah. request because he's, he's determined to win. He's dedicated to winning. I forgot to put my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> Uh, so that's what that ding was. But let's just, we'll go over the details of the trade. So James Harden officially makes his way to the LA Clippers. It's been rumored for about three months now. He's requested a trade back in July, I reckon. So it's been even over three months. I can't, I can't yeah. do that in my head. It's too early in the day. It's only like, it's like 3.30 p.m. It's too early for me to do that sort of maths. Um, he makes his way there with his good mate, PJ Tucker. And Philip Petrosov goes to the Clippers. Sure. Uh, the Sixers, I, think, I think he got waived already. I think he probably did. Yeah. The Clippers gave up a lot of players, but no one of particular value. They lost Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, 
maybe Kenyon Martin. The details of this trade are really tough to come across because at one yeah. point Kenyon Martin was going and now he's not. Then maybe he's going to Thunder and now he's not. The Thunder also got involved with a pick swap somewhere. So like yeah. one of the Clippers picks is going to Thunder. I don't know how that's all worked. I did a lot mm. of research last night and I could not come up with a conclusive answer. Basically, yeah. they got, I believe it's two first round picks, one from the Sixers, one from the Thunder. Or not from the Thunder, but one that the Thunder owned, one of the yeah. 1,010 picks that the Thunder owned in their, yeah. over the next four drafts, a pick swap and two second-round picks. I believe that's what the Clippers gave up in the end. So maybe another pick went to Thunder. I don't know how it all worked. So let's just start with your overall thoughts on getting James Harden. Are you happy with getting him? Because when we last chatted, you were anti the idea. You've now had about four days to come to terms with it. What, yeah. How are you feeling now? I don't know if it's like I'm like kind of convincing myself that it will work or it's just like I'm actually convincing myself that it is going to work. Like I, I know I'm trying to like build it up a bit in my head so I won't feel so bad, but like I don't know. The main thing was, was it two days ago when like the press conference, the um, – the, uh, I'm not I a system, system player. I am a system it sounds bad. I actually watched like the, not the whole press conference, but like a bit before, like when he said that it was completely taken out of context. It's taken like, out of context. Yeah. I mean, not like a completely though, but like, I think he was talking about how he's like in Philly. He like, he wasn't he, used properly, but yeah, I feel like he wants to be like a, a more of a valuable player more than just like a, a system. Yeah. He, like, he, he does want to fit into the team. I think he does have a desire to fit into the team. I think there is a yeah. bit of respect. There's respect there for Kawhi and PG, which is important because if yeah. there's not, that's going to go really badly really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I think because I, I initially thought, okay, when the Lakers got Westbrook, there's a lot of similarities to when the Lakers went out and got Westbrook. Yeah. The difference is I think Harden is still a much better player than Westbrook was when he came to the Lakers. I think Harden, yeah. he can fit around other players better than Westbrook ever could in that season because... Well, yeah. he can actually shoot the basketball, which is the big difference with Hard uh, with Westbrook. Yeah. So, you're, are you overall you're more in favor of the idea now that it's happened? How are you feeling? I I am, yeah. Just just for the like, if you just look at like pretty simply, like it's just four players that are really good at basketball playing on the same team. If you hear like if you hear it like that, it's like as if it weren't me they won't win a championship you know I mean but like that's it. it all all it is is just egos that's the only thing that's like stopping it from there's egos succeeding and personalities and play styles where it's like they can all play well together like the the types of players they are can fit yeah the question is will they let themselves not have the ball in their hands for long enough to make it fit yeah particularly Harden will be a question with that my yeah. my first thought when I saw it was I think it is good value like Love Harden or hate him, you're getting an all-star player. Like, even if we're yeah. like, okay, he's no longer MVP. Or even an all-NBA player. I'm he's like, he made all-NBA. All I think he made. Yeah. If not, he got votes. Let me just yeah. check. I think he was third team, I'm pretty I sure. I think he made third team last year. I'm just looking it up now. But I think... I, I don't know whether it was just he got votes and came, like, the first man off or whether yeah. he was actually... He was, like, all, a top 10 MVP candidate for, like, the whole season. He was. Much, like. He's... Seven times All NBA, and I can't see what years they were All NBA teams. Twenty-three. I'm just looking them up now to see. Yeah. But I think he was All NBA third team comes up pretty early, so I'm gonna guess maybe he did. 
make I it. I mean, top top ten MVP candidate. He should be All NBA, right? Like, yeah, I think so. Even Unless, if he isn't, that's still like. I think Fox, like, snubbed him. Fox and Lillard oh. maybe snubbed him, but he was like, he was right there. If he didn't make yeah, it, he yeah, was, yeah. Like, uh, he was probably the first guy off the team, sort of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. the guards last year were Luca and Shea in te- first team. Jalen Brown and Donovan, uh, Steph Curry and Donovan Mitchell in second team, mm. and then De'Aaron Fox and Damian Lillard in third team. Was there no Jamar in it? Nah, he didn't end up making That's it. Crazy. I don't think. I think they gave it to De'Aaron Fox and Damian Lillard. Over- I, I think yeah. Harden does. Anyway, he deserved to be All NBA. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't get that, you're still getting a player who's probably going to be an All Star caliber player for yeah, for fringe rotation pieces not even four rotation pieces yeah. four guys that were like in and out of your rotation like a couple of role players and then a couple of 12 year olds that's and a couple of 12 year olds sort of thing that's yeah. it it's like the value is there and if it was any other team I would say you know what love hard and hate him the fit's not perfect you make it work when you find good I'm of the opinion when you're building a team if you find good value you take the value and then yeah. you work things out later because if the value mm-hmm. is there you can probably figure your way out even if it means you trade him in a a year's time, you probably trade him for a bit more than you gave up. So, like, you just yeah. build up value. I think that's a good way of working. My issue is with the Clippers, it's not just a move of good value. It's sort of the final move that they're going to get to make with their picks. Like, it's the last two picks. It's the last yeah. collection of contracts you really have. And I don't know whether I love it as the final move that you really have in the bank. Yeah. When you think of it like that, how do you feel as a Clippers fan? Well, I feel like I've been not half asking it, but like obviously the past like four years, it's been like, can the Clippers win? Like the, the traded the whole future for PG and Kawhi. Like I feel like it's the right move to just put all their chips on the table, whatever, like, mm. and just try to win, go all out and just try to win this season. But like also at the same time, actually, no, I, I think, I, I think I like it because I'm, I'm not, too opposed to a rebuild, like, and I feel like that kind of speeds it up to figure out if we are going to win or not. You know what I mean? That's like, true. It's sort of like if we don't win this year or next year. It's like, yeah, we're done. It's Instead basically just like messing around. Yeah, you're like, you're not gonna because the big thing is that Kawhi and PG are sort of out of contract at the end of the year. Yeah, and you're not gonna have the whole oh, you get to the end of the year, got knocked out in the second round. Oh, maybe we can do something more, so we'll sign them for three more years, whatever, yeah, yeah. to stay in this purgatory. You sort of said we're either gonna blow it. It's either gonna work now. Or we're yeah. going to blow it up and it's never going to work. And I think yeah. you've sort of set the ball rolling a bit with that. And I think that is a good thing. Do yeah. you think, are you more or less confident in this team's ability to win a title this year after the Harden trade? I think I don't have, I have a thing where I feel like big trades or like big threes or whatever, like super teams, they never win in the first year, apart from like exceptions like LeBron and like AD and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't expect them to win at all this year. But I, I have a better feeling about next year. Like, yeah, okay. I, have, I actually have a good feeling about in-season tournament. That's just, that seems like a it's a very Clippers thing to win like a useless trophy that no one cares about. Like, no, but I think it would show that you guys can win and you can yeah. put your minds together. And I think the big thing to me is like, I love the tra- I do like the trade. I'm I'm, I'm coming on ter- to terms with it. Yeah. The issue for me is like going back to that quote: "The I am I'm not a system player. I'm a system." That was taken out of context. Yeah. But there is still bits of it where I'm like, he yeah, really he wants like, he yeah. wants to be the the centerpiece of the offense, you know, and yeah. rightfully so. He's an MVP. He's one of the best offensive players of this decade. Yeah. But my issue is not actually that he can't be that because 
it's sort of like, okay, Harden doesn't want to go somewhere where he's working around other guys. He wants to be the central piece of what you do and have other guys work around him. Yeah. That wasn't happening in Brooklyn with KD, and that wasn't happening in Philly with Embiid. Yeah. Clippers has actually a good opportunity for that because Kawhi and PG can work off of someone else pretty well. Like in the Lakers yeah. Clippers game, even though like you guys end up losing, you see what PG can do just off like two dribbles, what Kawhi can do with two dribbles. Like yeah. having a point guard who actually says, I'm running the offense, I'll tell you when you're going to get the ball. I'll tell you when you're not going to get the ball. I'm going to make decisions. That might not be the worst thing for the Clippers. They've sort of needed that for a long time is someone who can say, let's settle down. Let me decide yeah. the plays. Let me run the plays. My issue is that like, I would like this trade a whole lot more if it happened in August and you had the whole yeah, off definitely. season to work, to work with him, to work with Ty Lue, to work with the system, to work with Kawhi the main PG. thing is like the hierarchy of like, who's, whose team is it? Yeah, yeah. and even like who who gets the say. Obviously, Tyler is the coach. He he gets the say. Like, <laughs> Come on, like Tyler does it, not when, when the I put say. the clipboard, like I think James Hunt was saying in the press comments, like, oh, Doc Rivers just wasn't letting me like call plays or whatever. But like, Are I think like when you have Kawhi and PG, they also want to do that. But like, yeah, they're going to want to do that as well. And yeah, like you don't have any chemistry with this coach. It's not like that's why if you're done in August, you get to build that chemistry to where he can yeah. say, hey, I want to run these plays because he's a good offensive player. He's a smart basketballer. Yeah. But I don't think it works bringing you in like five games into the season and then saying, hey, yeah. Harden's not a player that you mold into your system as you go. As he said, you need to reinvent your system around him and you can't do that in the season. I, I Yeah. That's my concern. I do agree. I think next year it could work better. My issue is just with so many big personalities. If it doesn't work this year, if they can just stay put for a season, you almost would have been better doing the trade next off season, because yeah. like I feel like if a season goes badly, players could get a bit grumpy, whatever. And it's like that's my concern. especially yeah, especially James Harden if he doesn't win, I, I don't know. He's, he's, he tends to spit the like dummy like quite quick. a bit. Like he, him, PG, and Kawhi are all out of contract at the end of the year as well, which is another yeah. thing where it's like if it goes badly because there isn't time to work it out, are all three of them going to say, you know what, we trusted enough that we're coming back, or because if you lose one of them. Yeah, I think the I chances like, yeah. are really gone. You really need to get all three back. And are you going to be able to get all three back at the end of the year? Yeah, it won't be all three. I reckon definitely PG will stay. I think he said like he wants to be a Clipper for life mm. or whatever, Clipper until the end of his career. But it just it, it's Kawhi and James Harden because they have the biggest egos out of like maybe Harden. anyone in the league, I reckon. But And I think there's a bit of like, I'm like, I think they stay, but I... The other question I have is obviously... Well, the other the other thing I, I posed this basically the scenario at you in the first podcast where I said you get Harden a few games into the year that yeah. happened. <laughs> I said you give up every all the players and the picks, but you don't give up Terrence Mann. That happened. Yeah, and I said things go fairly well. I this is the th- theoretical part I threw. It. Like things just go well. They don't go like extraordinary, but they go fine. You're like yeah. twenty six and nineteen come the trade deadline. You're like third in the West. You've had a couple injuries, but nothing crazy. Everyone's pretty healthy. Everyone's pretty good. Egos are pretty stable comparatively. But then I'm like, come the trade deadline, like a Zach Levine becomes available or a DeMar DeRozan Mm. or a Pascal Siakam or Brandon Ingram. If one of those guys becomes available, would you rather have had one of them than have made this trade for James Harden? Because it would have had to be the same picks and salary you threw in. I say no, like like what I said before. It's like the, I like the James Harden trade just because it's like we're actually 
fully committing. Mm. I feel like getting Zach Levine or Demar Derozan isn't fully committing. You it's know? sort like, of still saying a bit like great uh, players, but they're not championship. Harden level. is like the upside is title. The upside isn't yeah. just we're better. The upside with yeah. Harden, and that's is the like, only reason we're doing the trade. Like, yeah, it, it sort of shows that you are all in on a championship because you're not just going to be. You're either going to be really bad or really, really, really good with Harden. Yeah, like it's going to go one way or another, and I can't guarantee yeah. guarantee which way that is. I will say this though, I feel like James Harden's off ball is very underrated. Yeah. In, in, in theory, it should be he should be good, yeah? Because, like, when he shoots, if you ever see him shoot, like, he does a step back, mm. he rolls the ball in his hand, and he stays still in, like, a set shot. Surely, mm. be, should, he should be a great catch-and-shoot player. Like, I think if he can buy into it, he's a great catch-and-shoot He's a great playmaker as well. That's the underrated part as yeah. well. He's one of the best passers in the league. He led the league in assists yeah. last year. If he can lean into that and lean into the shooting and yeah. not take 25 dribbles a game, I think he'll actually work really well with the Clippers. What about the starting lineup? What are your thoughts there? That's the weird thing. Because I don't understand how you get PJ Tucker and he's not starting on your basketball team. Like, I don't get that, but... He's the ultimate starter who just yeah, sits. I feel he's like a in, perfect player. Yeah, but I feel like in, like, this day's NBA, it's not point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. It's, like, accumulation of basketball players just trying to, like, be a good fit. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like it would just be... It would be the big four and Zoo. Do you reckon? Do you reckon Westbrook continues to start, or do you I think, think he has to? Yeah, he's been good as a starter, but yeah, there's only one basketball. Is my concern. I, I like. I feel like he's. I feel like he's really. I think he is past that by yeah. now. I think. I, I mean, you're a bit scarred, but like I'm from, scarred by Westbrook. What he did for the Lakers. I think he's yeah. a better player for the Clippers. I think he has toned, dialed it down a bit. But I mm. do stop and wonder whether I'm like. I I do think the best. The best thing for the Clippers would be to have Westbrook stay on the bench where he can be a bit of a general for that yeah. second unit, have the ball in his hands, and start like a PJ Tucker or start a Terrence Mann who can shoot, who can, you know, play defense. Yeah. I just like that's the ideal, but like our bench is so small. We have one we we have PJ Tucker who's not a big man. You know, he's a big man, but like he's six five. And then we have Mason Plumlee. Big that's man our, in the league. Mason Plumlee and Peter Tucker are our bigs. And then, and then they're all like, just point guards. It's like, like, yeah, it's Bones Highland and it's Terrence Mann and it's... It's Norman. Yeah. Norm Powell. He's going to be yeah. good for that team as well. He's going to yeah, be yeah. very handy. I think... I did see someone say that they do like having PJ Tucker as a small ball center as well because they're like, that was something that you guys tried to go to a bit last year. Yeah. And suddenly you have someone who's got a lot of experience. Like closing games... You could close with like Harden, Norman Powell, Kawhi, PG, PJ Tucker. And that would yeah. actually be a really good closing five in like yeah. close games, unless you're playing like a Jokic. But I, mean, like- I was actually kind of opposed to that, but after like the Lakers game the other day, like PJ Tucker, they, they had that, that um, lineup, not with James Harden, but they had the lineup with like him at the small board center. Yeah. He was getting like tons of offensive rebounds, like saving us. Like, he knows what he does. He's good at what he does. He's He plays upper size. I think yeah. he's going to be good. I, Wait. Where do you have them finishing now, the Clippers? What what is your what, what is your seed? goal for the seed? Obviously, your goal is a title, but what is your like? If you had to bet on it today, what seed do they end, and where do they finish in the playoff? What what's their? Do they get knocked out in the conference finals? Do they make it to the finals? If you had to pick today, hmm. I say it will be a sixth seed. Okay. Below that, yeah. the reason will be low because there are many like good teams in the West, but like. I feel like in terms of the playoffs, I reckon we can get to the conference finals, but I don't see us going to the finals in no way. But 
Do you Conference think he, finals is our peak, I reckon. Do you reckon he can beat Denver in a seven-game series? Oh, no. Can you God, beat no. the Lakers? Be honest. Be honest. I would say you can. After what I saw of I, you guys the other I said day. we can, but we, we will not because it's LeBron James and he's, and he's 20, what, 21st First season? season. He's not allowing the Clippers also, to beat him. It's I just think, not happening. I just, yeah. Health is still such a big question for me. I like... I think you can win a. You could win the title if everyone's playing well. You can win. It's just yeah. like I just need to see everyone healthy and everyone playing. Yeah. Not just like playing, but playing it a hundred percent. Like I just yeah. haven't seen that yet in the playoffs. And if I can, I'll believe it. Yeah. If if you were to pick today, you'd say six seed and Western Conference exit. Yeah. I think I would say similar six seed, just because I think again health. You're not going. Yeah. I know there's all the participation policy and all that. They're not going to play everyone every game. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're going to rest guys. They're not going to play mm. back-to-backs for the rest of the year. I think it's like a five or a six seed just because there's other teams that'll take the regular season more seriously. Yeah. And probably either a really close semifinals loss to like a Lakers or a Suns yeah. or probably losing like five to Denver. But that's what every team in the West is. It's like, oh, do you lose in the semis or do you get the privilege of losing to Denver in five in the finals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the conference finals. Any other thoughts? You anything else you want to touch on as a Clippers fan? Any other Clippers thoughts you want to throw out there really quickly? Um, anything else has been on in your mind? Any questions you have about them? No, not really. Maybe maybe just give Bones more minutes. I feel like he's been so good this season. I feel like he's he's exactly what Westbrook we want Westbrook to be. If that makes sense, like totally. He's on a offense spark plug. at least because like yeah, because like. He's not a defender like Westbrook, but like he's a spark plug. He's a great passer, but he's not a passer in the way he's going to assist. So he's mm. not searching for assists, but he's just passing, like moving the ball. And he's a great like catch and shoot player as well. So yeah, that's it. He's everything I, that Westbrook isn't. You need. <laughs> he's everything you want Westbrook to be, and everything Westbrook is not. Yeah, all at once. Uh well. We'll quickly chat about a couple other things that are happening in the NBA because this is my first podcast I've really had a chance to talk about the start of the season because I've had yeah. one podcast since the season started, but it was the season predictions and we ran out of time in the end to discuss anything but the predictions really. A few things have happened since the season started. We've had a bit of time now, mm-hmm. like a week and a half to sort of get a feel for where teams are at, what's happening. And a couple of things that have stood out to me. First of all, the Boston Celtics are really, really good. <laughs> The Boston Celtics yeah. are. I had a couple doubts, but I knew their big six, so to speak. You know the yeah, yeah. The Tatum, the Tatum Brown, Holiday, Horford, Porzingis, Derek White was going to be good, but they are just blowing every team out of the water when they play. Yeah. Was it fifty-one against the Pacers? Pace. I love the Pacers yeah. without Tyrese Halliburton still, but. Yeah, they won by fifty-one the other day. They they beat the Nets today by twelve. Just a uh, ten. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't get to see any of the game today, but... That was actually a good game. That was one of the only games I really watched. Yeah, okay. 33 for Tatum. Another 23 inefficiently for Brown, though. But so, And that was without Derek White playing in the beating Brooklyn, yeah. who were fairly healthy, I think. Maybe no Ben Simmons was the only one. But yeah. Well, how are you going to make up for that 7-5-8 and eight score? I, I do love all like the Bleacher Report what posts that are coming out with like Ben Simmons is back. I'm not sure this amazing duck. Yeah. Can you look at his stats? He got like six, seven, and four for the game. Yeah, or something. six and six. He gets yeah. like the ultimate Draymond stat line, and they're like Ben Simmons is back to himself. Yeah. Like he took five shots. Yeah, he yeah, is back yeah. to himself. He's back to the person that no one could trust to take a shot. Mm. Um, Boston, they're they're looking really good though. That lineup, they are s- suffocating on defense. They are yeah. 
annihilating teams offensively. They can shoot the ball. They can drive. They can pass. They're doing everything at the moment. I'm, yeah. I'm really scared of playing Boston. Yeah. I thought, you- uh, it's, it's, the main thing is it's Porzingis. Like, it's, he looking, it's looking like he's back in New York again because like, I, I think New York actually helped him so much because I feel like he, like before, like he usually was like shying away from like big like cities or whatever because like in New York, he was good, but he was not consistent at all. Like he had like one good half of a season, you know what I mean? Like, mm, and that's back. what everyone thought he was like, his whole career was going to be, but then like he fell off a bit and now he's back, I reckon. Yeah. He's looking really good. And he, yeah, I think he's the underrated piece of that team because he's such a good shooter. He's playing good defense yeah. and then throw him in a bench lineup and he can suddenly go up against some six, eight backup center and dominate yeah, yeah. in the paint. Like he's doing everything they needed him to be. I've been really impressed with Chris Tops thus far. Holiday's yeah. fitting in fine. The Jays yeah. are looking fantastic. Tatum's looking exceptional to begin the season. Yeah. They're just a team where it's like, I just, I really can't find a flaw. Outside of maybe a tiny bit. Apart from maybe I don't trust J- James, oh, not James, Jason Tatum in a playoff series. I, I don't, don't. The only issue will be, can the Jays be, like, okay, if the Jays aren't good enough to win, in to lead your team to a finals, to a yeah. title, then they're not good enough. Yeah. But if they are, they've put the perfect team around them. That yeah, yeah. if the Jays are good enough, this is the team that you'd want around them and they're going to win. And if they're not yeah. good enough, they're not going to win. But you can't blame the supporting cast at all. Like, unless there's injuries. But even like Sam House is doing well, Peter Pritch is okay. Mm. They're getting minutes out of Cornet. Yeah. They're looking really dangerous. The in-season tournament, you discussed it before, started mm. yesterday for us. We had the first yeah. full day of games. What are your thoughts on the in-season tournament, adding something like that to the league? Um, it's a bit hard to watch because of the disgusting courts, but like... I know there was like some good games and it was definitely competitive. Like the Warriors um, teams are taking it seriously. Yeah, the Warriors OKC game was pretty good. Yeah, like dude, that, I, that I, felt like a playoff game. I hope my boss never hears this. I was at work yesterday and yeah. I timed my lunch break so that I could get the end of the Knicks Bucks game and the end of the oh, yeah. Warriors OKC mm-hmm. game. So at the end of Knicks Bucks, I'm like, sweet, swap over, throw on Warriors uh, Thunder. And then because of all the calls and stuff, there's like two minutes to go in my lunch out for a start. I'm working at like a concierge yeah. desk. I'm like, no, it's stuff. I don't care. I just took my phone and kept the game on and put it at yeah. the desk. I like underneath the computer playing while the customers are coming. And my coworkers there, she's like, you know, you're going to get fired. Like if they see that, like, I do not care. Yeah. This is the best game I've got. This is the best game of the season thus far. I'm not missing the end of it. Yeah. But um, he was, the, the teams are taking it really seriously. I didn't think there'd be yeah. this much buying, but like Steph played, I, I want to see exactly how many minutes. But I feel like he played a ridiculous amount of minutes yesterday as well. I mean, it went to, did it go to OT? I feel like it went to no, OT. Yeah. didn't end up going to no, OT. Which is oh, so he only played 31 minutes, but like he, um, he dropped 30. The, like, those guys playing like 40 minutes and stuff yesterday though. Like yeah. teams are taking it seriously. They're treating it like more than just a regular season game. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting concept, the in-season tournament. Yeah. Yeah, the, the courts I, are pretty tough, though. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know I like the one game, like, elimination bit, but, like, I feel like it'd be better if it lasted a bit longer. You know what I mean? It's already, like, it's already going to finish in, like, a month. Like, yeah. It's, and it's done. Like, there's not heaps of it. I've, they're really good games, and it keeps a heap of interest in the season for me. Yeah. I think. I think it's a really cool idea. I think they've nailed the, um, nailed the aesthetic. They haven't nailed the courts. Yeah. I feel like I'm playing in 2K, but um, yeah. it's like a my team. It's like, like a my team playing. Like when you, when you come against someone with like a, like a black court and you just can't see. Anything <laughs> you can't like. see any of your jerseys. Yeah. They like got their jerseys the exact same as the court. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
But um, I, I do think it's a really cool idea. I, I do like the idea. A lot of people floating yesterday, the idea of the prize being like a guaranteed playoff spot and like actually bumping up the value of yeah, it a little yeah. bit. I, I do- like Kendrick Perkins say like the MVP should get like a all NBA, like just like, like, Oh, I like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, I, I, the one I heard was that it guarantees if you make, if you win the C's tournament, you're guaranteed to go up a spot in the playoffs or in yeah. the process. So basically like if you finish second in the, if you win the title, oh, sorry, win the tournament, mm. win the cup, and then you finish second, you guarantee you get bumped up to the top of the league, top of this yeah. conference. If you finish third or fourth, you get knocked up to second. If you finish yeah. fifth or sixth, you get fourth. If you finish in the play-in, you get an automatic playoff spot. If you finish outside of the play-in, you get an automatic play-in spot. So it's like, yeah. it's not a guaranteed playoff spot, but it's like whatever you do, you get it bumps you up, one yeah. X. And I think that would actually be really good. It's a regular good. season thing. So like yeah. it, surely it should, it should go towards, value towards the regular season. Post-season, yeah. It was a really good idea, though. I, I loved the game, so it was definitely buy-in. I think if they continue to push the incentives and the prizes, I think you could have yeah. some fantastic games. And suddenly, games in the middle of early December are going to be really fun to watch and really critical for the season. I think that's yeah. great. I feel like especially because it's one game, the matchups to get like even more like exciting to watch because like oh. you never it's one game, so you never know what's going to happen. Like. That's it. I do love the one game, style. I do love the yeah. win-or-go-home feeling. Even if it's like Denver Rockets, you never know. Like Jalen Green could have a seventy-point game. You never if know. If Jalen like, Green you know drops mean? fifty, suddenly the yeah, Rockets yeah. might win. And there's real value in them just being like, "We're going to play our guys forty-two minutes because if we win this, we could get a spot in the playing tournament and we could do yeah. really good things." I-, I think it's going to be an absolute win. I'm really excited. The Lakers. We have our first one on. It'll be Wednesday our time, I think, or is it Tuesday our time? Oh, no, sorry, it's not till next week because there's the election so they don't have the games it'll be Saturday our time and we're playing the Suns at 2pm so that's going to be a fun game next Saturday I need to make sure to watch that it's (laughs) going to be really good I'm loving the tournament Uh, we'll quickly touch on a couple other things the Grizzlies are 0-6, I believe. At least at the time of making my notes, I think they're 0-6 mm. still. I did not expect that. I, I, I knew they were going to be bad, but like, 0-6. Like, people so... just say, oh, yeah, they're better without Jar. Yeah. How about no. now? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it used to be the whole thing. Like, oh, they don't need Jar. Dude, they need Jar. <laughs> they're in yeah. dire straits without Jar. They're looking I bad. I they could have Jar for like an MVP. I don't think he MVP. He can't win MVP now, can he? No, I don't think he'll make the games limit. Okay. I was going to say, like, maybe he could help, like, a like a storyline. You know what I mean? Like, he started be. 0-6, he comes back. Next year, it could be, though. It could really help yeah. him next year. I think... I want to look up his stats. At least to start the season, they weren't great. It was Triple J. He, um... He was not looking good. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's shooting, like, the three... He's not all. hitting his like, shots really at the moment. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he's bumped it up now. Now, now they're better. They're better now. Mm. 20 points per game, 46% from the field, 40% from three. So he's boosted that a bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, like... I thought Desmond Bain would have, like, a really good breakout mm. season, almost, like, in trying to to win them games, you know? Like, that's That's what I thought would happen. I know they'd be bad, but he would win them a lot of games, but... Yeah, totally. Now, he's had two really good games, uh, Triple J, then a couple really average games, and then one, like, yeah, that's fine game. Yeah. Against Denver, they lost by four. So... Thus far this season, I think this only has five of their games. So there's one more that they've lost, I think. Oh, yeah, this is just the last five. But they lost by four to Denver, seven to Washington, 15 to Dallas, 
14 to Utah and two to Portland. That's the thing. They're not playing great teams. It's not like they've lost yeah. to, like they lost to Dallas who are looking amazing. They're yeah. four and one. Mm. But they're and, losing and Kyrie to, hasn't been playing as well. Like. No, that's just with Luca. But they're losing to Memphis. I oh, sorry, they've lost to um, Portland and Utah. They've lost yeah. to Washington. They did lose to Denver. But like, that's not a great sign when those are the games you're losing. They lost to... And New Orleans was the other one. Like, that's not teams mm. you want to be... Uh, you'd want to be 3-3 three and three right now if you're yeah, that's not 0-6. Steven Adams is out, obviously. That's sad for them. He's out for the year yeah. with a PCL, I think it was. Left PCL. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he would help, but I feel like he helped because of Jar. Like, when yeah. he's playing with Jar, he that's well the main thing. Yeah. He's, not, he's, not, he's not getting you three wins. He's not making three yeah. wins difference at this yeah. point. I, I did think of a trade. I think it works mathematically. Of... Jared Allen from because Cle- I love Cleveland. They are two and four though. They're not looking great. They've had injuries. Yeah. Garland's been injured, which has destroyed my fantasy because I picked him with like my third pick. <laughs> uh Jared Allen's been injured. So they've had injuries. But I think Mobley looking at Cleveland, I want to get Mobley back to playing center. I think he needs to be a center and you need like a four yeah. spacer next to him, not Jared Allen. Mm. What do you think of Jar- Jar- uh, Jared Allen to Memphis? He replaces Stephen Adams there as a center. Mm-hmm. The Stephen Adams contract and like two picks to Washington mm-hmm. and Kyle Kuzma and a pick to Cleveland. So Cleveland get Kyle Kuzma that they can put next to Mobley, Mitchell and Garland. Yeah. Memphis get Jared Allen for the Stephen that they can put next to Triple J. He can fill the Stephen Adams role. He can be rebounder. He can, you know, a dunker, work in the pick and roll star once he's back. Yeah. And Washington get picks for Kyle Kuzma, who they don't need anyway. Like, yeah, I, I feel definitely like- feel like obviously Gurk and Grizzlies win that. Where was it? Mobley, you said? Yeah. Jared Allen. So oh, Allen, Allen, so oh. Allen, Allen goes to Grizzlies. Yeah. Allen goes to Grizzlies. Stephen Adams goes to Washington, just the mm-hmm. contract, like yeah. the dead money. And Kuzma goes to Cleveland for Allen. So Cleveland then get to run a lineup of Garland. Darius uh, Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Max Struess, Kyle Kuzma, Evan Mobley. Like, that's the best shooting and defense and stuff they're going to have available to them. Yeah, okay. Cavs definitely win that then, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Mobley going to the Grizzlies, but yeah. Because Kuzma is is definitely having like a... He's having a good year. After the Lakers, he's definitely like broken out a bit with the the Wizards. I don't think he's having a a terrible season this year, but like... Yeah, what's he up to this year? I think he's had a... Especially Jordan Poole. Have you seen Jordan Poole? He's like, he's supposed to be averaging like, you should be averaging like 25, 30. What, like, what is he doing? Yeah. Like, he was like he's, walking around, turning around, like, that, no look That's when like, he turned around and then took the three on Paul Zingas yeah. and got blocked. That's the worst highlight I've ever seen. Uh, he's doing okay, Kuzma, at the moment. He's averaging 22 points a game, six ass- rebounds, three assists, uh, 48% from the field, 29% from three, but that'll improve. Yeah, I know he's a good yeah. shooter. Like, he's going to shoot 33, 34%. But I, I feel like I don't know which team would say no to that. Because like if you're yeah. Memphis, you need if Memphis want to win, they need to use the Steven Adams contract and replace him because they're gonna need a proper center. And Jared yeah. Allen would be a perfect center that he can fit their timeline as well. And you could run Ja Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Triple J, Jared Allen. And that's a good mm. starting five. Washington, yeah. they get picks for Kuzma, they get to move forward in their rebuild. They didn't really get any picks for Beal or Porzingis, so it would be good for them to yeah. get some picks. 
And if you're Cleveland, I think getting Kyle Kuzma to put it power forward, move Evan Mobley to center, I think he'd be a perfect like third offensive option next to Garland yeah. and Mitchell. He can space the four for, Mo- for Mobley. He's mm. still a decent rebounder. I-, I feel like it'd be a fun trade. I'd like that yeah. trade. That was just me fantasizing the other day when I was bored. Uh, <laughs> final one we'll discuss is Wemby obviously decided to drop 38 points on KD's head. And when yeah. I say on KD's head, I actually mean on KD's head. Like yeah, he made KD, KD look like a six head, foot yeah. two kid. And yeah. I saw a tweet where someone was like, I was stuck here thinking like, like, I got stuck here thinking like, man, why did the Phoenix move like put a big guy on Wemby? Why do they keep putting these like smaller guys? And then realize Kevin Durant's seven foot and Wemby just makes them look like smaller guys. And oh, no, you can't actually put anyone bigger than Durant on Wemby. Even if you, as if you don't put Bowl Bowl on, like. That was hilarious. What Shaq said. I That was. People going erecting about that, I reckon. I reckon it's not not actually that bad. I know what he meant. He he didn't mean it the way it sounded. What he meant was true. And I'm pretty sure his his son, like, is it not Shakir Sharif is like yeah he's best mates with Bobo so like yeah I think what he meant was he's he was like, I, reckon, but. I think he was sort of like he's like people are freaking out at the theory of a Wemban Yamba where like oh it's this seven foot three dude who's got guard skills he's like when Bol Bol entered the league, we knew these guys were coming. I think he basically, what he meant yeah. was like, oh, this is going to be the new norm that you got seven foot guys that are dribbling and taking threes and switching on defense and stuff. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to say that Wemby is only as good as Bol Bol. He's saying that they're the same prototype of player. Yeah. Wemby's just 10 times better than Bol Bol. Yeah, I think he's just stick. So he's like kind of sick of just people going like, going crazy over this, like like acting like they've never seen Paul Zingas before. Like. No, it's like Kristaps Paul Zingas. We've seen Durant himself is like, yeah. When, it's just the like, fact like, Wemby like is just years, like. seven four, which is just crazy that he's doing it. He's averaging this year fifty percent from the field, thirty two percent from three, seventy three percent from free throws, twenty points, eight rebounds, an assist and a half, a steal and a half, two and a half blocks. Wimby. Yeah, that is ridiculous for a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> six games into his career or five yeah. games into his career. They've won, and they're three and two. They've won some tough games. They've beat Phoenix twice, got blown out by your Clippers, lost by seven to mm-hmm. Dallas, beat Houston in overtime. He has yeah. been so much better than I thought he was going to be. I've been blown yeah. away by Wimby. I thought be, I thought he'd be averaging like maybe fifteen points. Like I thought he'd be averaging like like fifteen points, points like. and then like on like twenty eight percent from three, which he could easily go down to. Like it could drop yeah. down there, but. He has looked so good thus far, Wemby. I'm really blown away by him. Yeah. Turns out this guy that's a seven foot four generational talent is good at basketball. Not too bad. What a surprise. What a shock horror. Yeah. <laughs> True headlines there. Yeah, uh, I think he, the main thing was like a physicality, like how we deal with that. But like. He's taken it fine. I know you've seen, I don't know if you've seen like in the pregame, like they've got, they've got like two of like their trainers just like pushing him like yeah, yeah. the whole time. Like I, the game, I've been like. really impressed with how good he is at like getting to his shot and stuff. Like, he's not just settling. He's really yeah. looking for what he wants. He's getting he's getting rebound, offensive rebounds. He's getting putbacks. He's getting to the rim. I've been really, I was concerned that he was going to settle for too many jumpers, but I haven't felt that at all. He's been really yeah. good. He hasn't just settled. Anything mm. else you want to discuss about the start of the season? Any other teams or players? Um, I don't know who is running the Brooklyn Nets organization, but they don't, I don't think they watch basketball because Cam Thomas might be the best scorer I've ever seen in my life. 
And statistically, statistically, he is the best scorer. Cam he's, Thomas he is the, the best starter of the, all time. Yeah, he has the most points in the first 10 games of the season in NBA history, and he's not even starting. How does that make any sense? He is averaging 25 points a game this season. Yeah, I, mean, I don't get it. I, I, it's not like it's a new thing. He's been doing this for like he, years. He did it like, last year, and then they just benched yeah. him. And, he does, and no, I, I'm just trying to look up quickly what his um, odds are for... Um, what MVP? No, for, for <laughs> <laughs> you probably can now. No, for um, uh, most improved player of the year. I want to try and see what he's get, what his odds are oh, now. It's gonna be the favorite. It's right? gonna be the favorite at this point. Yeah, Jokic is now the favorite for M- for MVP at three dollars forty. I think mm-hmm. Wemby's favorite for rookie of the year at like a dollar seventy five. Mobley defensive player of the year. Davis and Triple J are tied with him. That's interesting. Mm. Um, let's have a look. Most improved. No, Tyrese Maxey is still leading it. Oh, yeah. He got like kind of the week. He's been really there. good. Scotty Barnes as well. He's been really good to start the year. He's second. And then yeah, Cade Cunningham's third and Cam, Cam Thomas is fourth. Cam Thomas should be third at least. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, what's he doing? I just want to find the exact stats. He had 21 points a game, 10 rebounds, six assists, 40% from three. So he's can, di- literally doing what Siakam is doing. Like. Yeah, he's jumped up. Like his field goal percentage has jumped up by seven percent. His three point yeah. percentage has jumped up by eleven percent. Early mm. days, obviously, free throws have jumped up six percent. He's averaging yeah. three more rebounds a game, an extra assist a game. Like that's an incredible season for him. Yeah, if he can maintain that. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is a weird one because like, although he's like a, he has potential to be like, or he's going to be like might be most improved. Mm. He's not like. He's, he doesn't he doesn't have like a specialist or anything. He's not really he just amazing does. at anything. He's just like all he's right. Just, at, he's at just everything, really good you know at I mean? what he does. He's good at, and I think that's kind of impressive. He's been yeah. really good though. Cam Thomas been really good. Anything? Any other last minute things you want to discuss outside of Cam Thomas being you know the next coming of Kobe Bryant? Yeah, uh, he's, he's like a T Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nah, I don't think I've got anything else now. He dropped 30. He had three consecutive games of 30 points. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He's insane. I saw a show. I was watching the Celtics game today or the Nets game today. He did mm. the weirdest move I've seen in my life. He did a step back and he and he like turned around and then he turned around again and then did a fadeaway. Like, I'm going like to look he that stepped, up He stepped back like he was done. about to pass it out and then he just randomly switched midair to like That's shoot so it. crazy. Like, Man. Uh, clutch player of the year, Dame is leading that at the moment. Do you want to quickly discuss Bucks are three and two and aren't looking that fantastic outside of that first game where they beat Philly? Well, I think I said this last episode how like their championship like odds have gone down for me at least. Like, yeah, because more experimental. And, like I knew what I was getting before, but like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect They've, three and two, but like I, I didn't thought, expect. Yeah. And it's not just that they're three and two. It's like the losses have looked really bad and the wins haven't looked yeah. convincing. They beat Philly, which is a great game. It might, yeah. It hasn't worked that well. The one where had like, was it six points or something? Mm, that was, I, I don't understand like, how uh, that happens. Yeah. I don't, the thing is, it's, it's Giannis. Like, uh, he can shoot 10 shots a game. Like, he was, what, second or third in score last year? He's so good. He's shooting he's, 10 shots a game. He's like, great. I just don't understand what's happening over there. They're also the 29th in defensive rating at the moment. That's really concerning. Losing yeah, Drew weird, Holiday's yeah. had a big impact on that team, I think. Mm. We'll, uh, I'm going to leave it there. I think we've covered a lot of good stuff. 
Any last minute thoughts on the Clippers? If you could des- describe the rest of the Clippers season in one word, what would it be? Um, hmm. How are you feeling? What's your What's one word to describe how you feel going into the rest? Of your I can just, just please, please, just please, just please do something anyway. <laughs> I like that. It's so I like hard that. being Clippers man. Man, it's not that much easier being the Lakers. We just lost to the Magic Valley. <laughs> what we? we you be, got like we banners beat. in your arena. Yeah, that's true. That's or true. Or you have an arena. Like- <laughs> Just wait. You're going to have the most toilets of any team in the NBA. Yeah. You've got, you've got things to hold on to. Yeah. You've got the main wins. Yeah. You might not have the championships, but you've got the you've got the title for the most yeah. most toilets in your arena. You know how to spend a lot on a stadium. Yeah. That's true. You know how to spend a lot on your team. Yeah. As well, actually. Your guys just know how to spend a lot. Yeah. Flynn, thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming on and chatting Clippers again. I'm sure this won't be the last time I have you on this season to discuss yeah. the Clippers and what happens, whether it's Harden averaging 40 or Harden requesting a trade, and it could be both in the same week somehow. <laughs> I saw a yeah. tweet as well that I want to I end us off on where he said, the two best days in a franchise's history is the day Harden requests a oh, trade yeah. to them and the day Harden yeah. requests a trade away from them. And I'm like, yeah. that is so accurate, actually. And I don't know why it is, but it's happened like yeah. I'm just, times. I'm just dreading the day when I see James Harden scoffing down Krispy Kreme donuts just to <laughs> get out of like the Clippers. Like, he puts on the fat suit. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like <laughs> He's going to say, actually, I want to be a... Yeah, I've, I've actually always had this dream to be a Utah Jazz. I've, it's always been my lifelong dream to yeah. play next to Trey Young in Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, man. Could you imagine if he played with Trey Young? No one else would get a shot on that team. Fit, you, could you imagine how bored everyone else on the team would be? You literally yeah. wouldn't be allowed to dribble for the whole game. It'd be, be hilarious to witness. I, yeah. Flynn, thank you for joining. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please go check us out on YouTube at Protecting the Paint. If you're on YouTube and you're watching us right now, go check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts at the Fair Duncan, Fair Duncan Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram and uh, TikTok at the at Protecting the Paint is the handle. Go check us out there. Been posting over there a lot more recently, trying to get into that sort of stuff. I'm on Twitter at J Lewis Beeble. Flynn, do you have any accounts you want to shout out? Uh, nah, I'm all good. You're all good? No worries at all, yeah. mate. Enjoy. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining. Enjoy that uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander jersey. Keep it in mint condition because one day it might be like the most yeah, might yeah. Be worth like 10 grand because you have like three-time MVP that left your team along with seven yeah, yeah. first-round picks. Thank you, mate. For everyone listening, thank you for joining us. I'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Yeah.